Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Dale. We're sisters and best friends, and this is Proof It's Possible. Jamie and I are complete opposites, but somehow through every stage of life, we stay on the same team. We're kicking the door wide open and sharing our morning coffee chats with you. Join us as we chat about everything from chasing our dreams to entrepreneurship to family, friendship, and what other craziness we have going on that week. Hi guys, welcome back to Proof It's Possible. Today we are tackling the topic of financial freedom. This keeps coming up um, because we kind of believe that this is everyone's ultimate goal in starting their dream, pursuing their dream with finance, having confidence in your finances, I believe creates freedom in your life. What do you think, Jay? I actually think it's not the starting point. I think it's what's holding most people back is the excuse of like, I can't leave my job because I need the money. I can't start my business because I have no money. I have to stay in this relationship that I'm unhappy in because I can't afford to live on my own. I can't, you know, go on vacation because we can't afford it. And all of those things. I think everyone has to make decisions based on their financial situations at the time. But I also think that it is the number one like hold back of like the life that you want is the excuse that it's money is the problem. Of course. Like, and honestly, if something's going to make me feel very like stressed and crazed, it's the thought that I wouldn't be able to pay my bills. I wouldn't be able to provide for myself. Like I even talk about this in my book that it was the very first thing that I was like, now what? Like after I was in a wheelchair, how will I provide for myself? What is that going to look like? If I can't even get out of the car by myself, someone can't come with you to your job every day. So how was I going to make a life that I could actually afford any sort of quality of life or have any sort of excitement or, you know, the things I actually hoped for, which was like getting to travel one day, getting to own a home, getting to, you know, above and beyond just like providing food on the table living somewhere. But the bigger things too, like I was terrified that I would literally never be able to provide for myself and financial freedom and finances have always been like a stress point for me. Mm-hmm. I and think they're it's hard. a stress point for so many people. Yeah. I th- I always think that you're way more confident finance, like in your finances than I've ever been. Like you're somebody that didn't, um, you always believed you could make money. Oh yeah. Like from a, from a young child, I believed Mm -hmm. I could like make money a hundred percent. I have, I have such faith in the fact that like I can make money no matter what. And I feel like COVID changed things because like, you know, the government said that my business wasn't allowed to operate and you know, like a, a bunch of things happened during those kind of crazy years of COVID. But outside of that COVID umbrella, I felt so confident in the fact that I could always make more money. So that has never been a really big holdback for me. But I I do think that the trauma of something financial sticks with you for such a long time and it retrains your brain into believing that you, what you believed before, Mm -hmm. you can't believe moving forward. So like when COVID happened to me, we had bought a business, a brand new business, like a month before COVID shut down Canada. And we had... um, you know, this brand new business debt, we had acquired a whole new 
service line. It was like this big deal. And then it was also like, oh, and by the way, the world's closing down. So, you know, you're just going to have to like sort through it. It's an indefinite amount of time. So then I went into this like fight or flight financially, like where I was like, nobody spend a penny, everybody hold on to everything that we've got. Like, you know, we're going to operate lean and mean. And we did that in our household and we, we made changes that we needed to make, but I feel like I, I am still kind of trying to like come out of the fog of all that and be like, it's okay. It's okay to spend a bit of money. Like when Christina was here have last to. Yeah. When Christina was here last week, she's like, wow, you're really frugal. And I was like, me? Like, I, I don't think that why did like she think word. that? What's that? Why did she think that? Just, we were talking about this like business round table opportunity and it's a significant amount of money and it's in us dollars. And I was like, Ooh, too rich for my blood. And then she was like, wow, you're, you're a lot more frugal than I thought, than I thought yeah. you were. And I was like, honestly, it's, it's because of COVID. So I used to have this, like, you know, ever knowing faith that I could always make money. And then COVID changed that for me. And now I'm like, how do I get back to the girl that used to believe anything was mm. possible and I could always recover financially? So I've had yeah. to do like a ton of work around, around Well, that. and you were telling me about a book that you had read that was like, talked about your financial temperature. And I totally believe we all have like comfort levels and, you know, like things that happen or things like numbers that were like, okay, I, I'm willing to go up to this in this situation, or I'm willing to spend yeah, the, that. The book that. is called um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Yeah, Harbrecker. Right. It's the best book ever. And it describes exactly everything that I think about money. Like I read it a long time ago, probably the first time I read it was like 10 years ago or more. And then mm -hmm. I've reread it since. Um, but it's it essentially says that everybody has like a thermostat. So some people are like spenders, like they get their paycheck right. and they spend every penny of it until it's gone because they're most comfortable sitting at zero. They're most comfortable with no money. So it doesn't matter if they make like a significant amount of money every single year, or they get a huge raise. They don't live to the standards they were living before the raise. They spend every penny and they're back to zero and they live paycheck to paycheck. That's where their thermostat's at. And then there's other people that are like, you know, comfortable with a huge savings account, but are pretty frugal and won't spend any money to live their life. And then there's people that are, you know, have a diff completely different mindset. So it's just, a, it's a great book. It's an easy read. It's not, it's not long or anything. Mm -hmm. I suggest everybody get it on audiobook and just like when you're stuck in traffic, turn it on and listen to it. But it's for me, it's resetting that thermostat to, to a healthy number, something that I'm like comfortable with, but something that also stretches me a little bit, because I do oh. also believe that you have to pay to play a little bit. So if you're oh. never willing to take a risk in your business and you're never willing to spend any money and like count on yourself, bank on yourself, bet on yourself, then the universe is going to be like, well, I can't really... I can't really bank on you either. I can't really bet on you either if you're not even willing to do it on yourself. So there is a little bit of that, like, you know, um, pay to play aspect. Like yeah. I think that for me, Chris Harder's round table was an investment and it was in USD and I had to fly to, you know, the States to do it. But the return on investment was massive. The people I met, the information I collected, I wrote a book since then, like all the of that. The changes in your own mindset to make more money in your own life has really unfolded. Yeah. yeah. Well, and speaking of Chris Harder, so he changed my money mindset and I believe it was one of his podcasts. Um, and he said, basically it's an exchange money. Spending money is an exchange with the 
like it, it's just energy. It's just an exchange with the world that you're making. You're basically voting with your dollars or your whatever. But he said something that made total sense to me. Instead of being like, oh, got all these bills to pay or I've got like, for instance, right now, a few days ago, our furnace quit and it's like pretty old. So it was time for it to go. And that's life. The old me, like 10 years ago, me would have been like, oh, I don't want to spend this money right now. I'd rather spend it on something else. I'd feel really bad about it. Like I'd be mad about having to spend the money and feel frustrated by that and almost like victimize myself because I had to spend money on something I didn't want to spend money on. Mm -hmm. um, do I want heat in my house though? Yes. Do Is that important to me? For sure. Like if we live in Canada, winter's coming, I absolutely need a heater in the house or a furnace in the house. Um, and so when I started looking at like even bills as like grateful that I have the money to pay them, and it's an exchange. Like I'm putting something out for something that I want. If I have to pay off my own credit card, well, guess what? I My credit card is filled with things that I purchased because they were my votes as to where to spend and what to spend my money on. So mm -hmm. I chose those things. So there's nobody to be mad at. There's Just be happy that you got the things you got and you have the choice to spend and use a credit card and then pay it off. I'm grateful for the points it gives me. You know, like I literally had to start being like grateful for my bills and that completely changed how I, I feel. I remember when you, you took that Chris Harder course or whatever it was yeah. and you told me about it and it was right during COVID and I remember writing a check to our lawyer, like a big significant check. And on the back of the like remittance of the check, I wrote this you earned this and it'll come back to me tenfold or something like that. Cause I was like, I gotta get good, okay with the fact that I'm spending this much money on a service that is necessary, but doesn't bring me a ton of, no, ton of joy, exactly. you know? Exactly. But, anyways, just a little interesting anecdote how, like, you heard that and then you shared it with me. And then totally. I put it into practice when I was having like my financial low. Well, or, yeah, like, my you have mindset. That, you have that bad feeling where it's like, no, how about I reframe this and I think mm -hmm. about it differently and be grateful that I have a home that needs heat? Or, mm -hmm. you know, there's somebody out there wanting the things that you have and wanting to be a homeowner or wanting to you know, whatever it might, might be. And like, I think a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are dreamers. They're people who they can feel that they're meant for more and, but they're, maybe their job is like holding them to security. You know, everybody's job feels really good. And like, mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. I love regular income. I love to know. So being an entrepreneur takes a set of skills. It takes a mindset that you're going to have to like, you're jumping full on into your next thing, you know, maybe you jump in steps because you know your financial temperature isn't to quit the job and give it all up and just pray to God something comes along that's better and you make all the money you need. Yeah. And I, I know for me, my risk tolerance would never allow for something like no, that where I'm like, same. you know what, I'm just going to give up all of my income and dive headfirst into this crazy pool that I don't know what's inside. I would never do that. But I do think that like regular stretching of your limits is mm -hmm. essential for growth in your business. So if you totally. if you're sitting in a job and you're not super content with that and you have this side hustle that you love, it's just committing to a little bit more of that side hustle every single month or week or day or, you know, writing one more email or yeah, anything like that. I also heard this this story about someone had twenty dollars. They earned that twenty dollars. They went to 
went to a job to earn that $20 and then they went to the store, they bought something they really loved with that $20. And now the shop owner that sold them that good has $20 and it's brought them a lot of joy. And then they go and spend some it on something that brings that person a lot of, a lot of joy. And, you know, so money being this exchange, it really is. It's the feeling of like happiness, just transferring hands. Like the $20 still exists, whether it's in your possession or the shop owner's possession or the grocery mm-hmm. clerk's possession, the m- money doesn't go anywhere. It just, it just changes hands and, you know, spreads whatever emotion it has with it. So exactly. It's just like an interesting perspective on it. Well, it is. And the thing is, I also heard, and I don't know where I saw this, if it was just like a meme or if it was somebody, and I'm sorry if you're, it was your, this is your intellectual property and I'm sharing it without saying your name. But also to me, this totally resonated. Money's not the goal. Freedom is. Yeah. Because having enough money, you get freedom. You get to decide what your days look like. You get to set your life up differently. You maybe work from home instead of having to go to an office. You maybe work on things that really matter to you versus working on somebody else's dream that doesn't really matter to you, but it pays well. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's working from anywhere. Like for me, I, I used to say my goal is to be able to work from anywhere. And that is exactly what I set up. And I love, absolutely love that element of my life. That said, you have to be super clear on what it is that you're asking for, because what happens to me, because I, I made this big declaration to the universe and I get what I asked for. Um, I get, Usually when I'm flying out for a vacation, when it's truly vacation, not a working vacation, not a part work, part vacation, but like I want to unplug, that's when I get the call to say, I've got this un, you know, you can't turn it down, amazing opportunity, but it needs to be worked on in the next two weeks while I'm supposed to be on my honeymoon, while I'm supposed to be on a nice vacation where I'm genuinely going to take a break. And so I had to clean up my behavior with the universe and my my ask and be super clear that I want to be able to work from anywhere, but I also want there to be some downtime. I also need a break. Sometimes I do still need time off from work because I'm the first person to be like, Oh, it's Sunday, but I could just answer some emails or I could just work on somebody's design plan or, and like, do I do that? Absolutely. But it's at the exchange because on Friday, maybe I took a lunch with my girlfriend that worked mm-hmm. great for both of us, totally. you know? So yeah. it's freedom that I'm actually looking for. And in order to acquire freedom, I need money. Uh, absolutely. And you know, like that, I always say that I could, I could, um, it would be really hard for me to go back to like a conventional job where I don't have mm. any say in my hours because I am so into time freedom. Like totally. time freedom Thank is, you the be dollars in my bank. In my yeah, universe. exactly. Exactly. It means like a lot to me, a lot. I can't even express how much that means to me. If you could give one of our listeners who has like maybe a job or a relationship or something that they want to leave or want to change, but they're scared of their finances, like what advice would you give them? You have to work on your mindset. You have to start seeing money as 
an exchange like we've been talking about. Once you decide to be more like you, which is not my natural default, because my natural default where I started with money is there's no way for me to make it. There's never going to be enough for me. I don't know how much my life is going to cost me. Also, you are mom and I am dad. So absolutely, we'll just... absolutely. Which we need to like have them on so that we can like sure. interview them about all the things, but this is one of the topics we'll definitely be talking about. I'm sure. um, absolutely mom. So I'm a saver. I'm a, by nature, I am way more conservative financially than you are, but it's because of fear. My fear was that I would not be able to provide for myself. So that's my default. So the amount of work I've had to do to get to be an entrepreneur, to get, to get to the point where I'm like, Oh God, it's just money. Well, I'll make more. I'll just take more clients. I'll work another day. I'll you know, whatever mm -hmm. has literally been an act of believing in myself mixed with getting out there and doing the damn thing. People mm -hmm. that want their big next thing, but they just think about it or they just fret about it or they just dream about it. None of your dreams come true by just thinking about them. You have to take inspired action. You have to move. And I'm not saying I, I would never be the person that's like, quit your job. You got to get out of that, you know, six figure job and get to the next thing. If that is you go for it. I don't care. What that you is do, never going to be Dale's advice. Ever. No, it's never going to be my advice, but try your side hustle. See how it goes. Talk, start talking about it on your social media. See what kind of interest you have. Start doing the things behind the scenes and then start sharing with the people in the real world within mm -hmm. your social communities and get one client that you can manage outside of your work hours. If that's your temperature for risk, if that is your temperature for doing the thing, what would be your advice? My biggest piece of advice is definitely um, working on your mindset. But in order to do that, you're going to need a bit of capital. That's just the reality of the situation. Totally. So, my biggest piece of advice, if you have like this dream on your heart and you're like, I have no money to start this business, I would say start something that just gives you money. Start something that just gives you money and then invest that into whatever your dream is. So oftentimes clients will come to me and be like, I am a stay at home mom and I have no money. My husband's the sole breadwinner and I want to leave him. And my advice is always like, well, what can you do to earn some money to get a, like a bit of a savings account? So do you, you know, start cleaning houses? Do you take on extra laundry? Like, do you say, I will do your laundry at my house while my kids are asleep? Do you make greeting cards? Like what is something that you can do today with very little investment on your behalf that literally just produces money? And then you put that into a savings account and you don't spend that savings account on anything except building your dream. So if your dream is to leave your husband or if your dream is to leave your job, if your dream is to start that business that you've always wanted, you use that money to enroll in a course, you use it to join a mastermind, you use it to buy the inventory, whatever it is, but it is exclusively for dream building. And then you're in turn, you're teaching the universe that you're banking on yourself. You've got this money. You're reinvesting into yourself. You're teaching mm -hmm. the universe that you are committed to your dreams and the universe will repay you for that. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a capital and a mindset thing, but it's doing both so that you can get to wherever it is you want to go. Well, and one sort of last thing that I'll say, which by the way, your advice is always so much more practical around money. Cause like, I'm not a numbers person. That is not my thing. I hate it. I hate my expenses. I hate my 
accounting, I hate bookkeeping. I need all the help I can get. But so I love that you like came with actual advice. For me, I do think that whether it's just for your own peace of mind, like you don't have to want to leave your husband. You don't have to want to start a side gig, but there is something empowering about making your own money. And maybe it's because of my own background of worrying that I wouldn't be able to, and that wouldn't be on the table for me to even do. I think for women, especially, sorry guys, if you're listening, thank you for listening, but there's something there. We give away a bit of power if we don't have anything for ourselves, whether it's our own bank account that we put money into, that's for us to buy the things we want for ourselves or take the trip with our girlfriends if that were to come up. Or, you know, I remember when we were young, mom admitted to dad, they were talking about like a family trip and dad was like, well, I don't think we've got the money for it. Like we better skip it. And mom's like, well, actually I have like an account that I save money in that you don't know about. And mom had all the money it, we needed to take this trip. And I thought, good for you because you could use that. She could have used that money for whatever it was that mattered to her. To her, she, she loved giving us experiences. So we were the luck, lucky beneficiaries of her like saving and her, her like money, you know, safety net that she needed. But it, it gave her the opportunity that if she had a dream, she could have started that dream. Or if she wanted to do something with it that didn't align with what her husband wanted to do with it or what, whatever, it was her money to do, to have. And I think that that is just such a good, good, good thing. It's a, it's almost like, cause one of the things that for me, I didn't believe myself at all. And so I needed to show myself that I could do things, prove to myself and give myself the self-trust that like, look, you just got a client, you just made money. So the lie, the yeah, but that you've told yourself that you weren't available to make any money is actually not true. But I had to do that about 500 times before I genuinely believed it was a long standing thing. Like, so I think that there's self-trust in putting a little money away, becoming, you know, financially independent, doing the thing you say you're going to do. So whatever that looks like. And I also think that if you are an entrepreneur and you are a successful entrepreneur, there is still freedom in, in like having a separate savings account so that you can take a vacation and not feel yes. like, oh my God, I should be at my business right now. I can't believe I'm taking two weeks off. You know, like there's, there's also so much benefit for just having a savings account for a business owner, for a wife or mother for when random things come up, like your furnace yep. goes out and you need exactly. to replace it, knowing that you don't have to take a loan out for that because you have planned and saved and done all of those things. Like there is an empowerment to having cash in the bank. Yeah, for sure. And that's just and the knowing that, that you'll be okay, it. knowing that you'll yes. be okay, no matter what happens. Like the peace of mind of that is amazing, but also only being a saver and then not willing to live with the money, like you do have to find a nice balance of Absolutely. living life, spending, exchanging with the universe and the money system and the world, as well as saving a little bit and managing your temperature around all of that. And what, you know, is good for you and good for your mindset and good for your self-esteem and all of those things is very different for everybody. So like, mm -hmm. if you're listening, I feel like a great exercise is to Look at yourself over the next week and see how you feel when you're spending money. 
How does it make you feel? Are you at the grocery store like swearing about apples and how much they've gone up? Or are you, can you say to yourself in that moment and believe it, they've gone up a little bit, but they're my kid's favorite thing to take in their lunch. The whole family and eats I'm them. And I'm grateful I can still buy them for them. Yeah, exactly. I'm grateful to get to still buy them because I do mm -hmm. have the money in the bank or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that exercise. Um, okay, well, it's been fun chatting all things uh, financial freedom with you. Until next time. Bye, guys. We are so grateful you're here. It would mean the world to us if you'll subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel and leave us a review. If you want to hear more from us, go to proofitspossible.com to join our mailing list and find our social links so you don't miss a thing. Thanks and chat next time.